Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Let's talk quarterbacks. Yep. We got, uh, and look, we, we'll talk spring ball. We'll talk about it on Longhorn Blitz podcast this week. We'll obviously keep talking about it throughout the week, kind of get into some of the nitty gritty. Um, let's talk quarterbacks, though. Okay. Here's kind of my overarching theme with quarterbacks, Craig. I don't don't get so caught up in the minutia of who's competing with who and what the pecking order is that you lose sight of where all three of these guys are in their development. Like, does Quinn Ewers look better than he did at this point last year? Yeah, yeah. He, he looks much better. He does. Mechanically, just you can see the there's the confidence there that he lost at some point last fall. Like you could tell, Quinn Ewers physically, you can tell Quinn Ewers has improved. He's a better quarterback now than he was mm-hmm. when the regular season ended. We really haven't seen Malik Murphy, but I think now that he's healthy and we see the arm, you can say, okay, hey, Malik Murphy has a chance to maybe be a really good backup quarterback for this team in 2023. And Arch Manning, in some respects, as talented as he is, and you can see flashes of the talent. Yeah, he's a a true freshman quarterback in his first semester learning an offense and still kind of trying to figure it out. So all three of those guys are at different points. But what the key thing is for me is the progress that that room is making and the trajectory that those three different guys are on, I think it's a best-case scenario for Texas. Because even if Quinn Ewers is your starter, Malik Murphy can be your backup, and Arch Manning doesn't have to play as a true freshman. That, to mm-hmm. me, is going to – if that ends up happening in 2023, that will be one of the most positive things for the future of this program if Arch Manning does not have to take a significant snap. Now, with the four-game redshirt deal, could you get him out there and mop up time or whatever? Yeah, you could. But the, if, if he doesn't have to take any high-leverage snaps, I think that's really good for this program. And I'll, I'll throw this in there about Malik Murphy. Everybody's saying well, Sark needs to open up the competition and, and Malik looked better than Quinn and this, that, and the other. Keep in mind, this is the one position where I will couch and say it's the spring game. There is an entirely different view you take when you watch a guy in a highly controlled environment as opposed to when he's out there and the, the, the 11 guys on defense are trying to make his life hell. It's a completely yeah. different deal. I take nothing away from what Malik Murphy showed. Showed some really good tools. And, you know, uh, Mike Roach mentioned this, and, Craig, you've heard Mike talk about it a lot. People tried to talk about so much in the recruiting process what he didn't have that you lose sight of what he does have. And he's not as raw of a passer as I think people assumed he was. Uh, you know, just his ability, to again, to make all the throws on the route tree. You see why a guy like Sark, would want a quarterback like that where everything in the playbook is open. Right. And, and Sark really liked him a lot as a recruit. So I just like the way that room is trending right now. And I don't know, to me, th- this is the psychological part of that position that I, I don't pretend to, to get into or, or know enough about to get into. But like, go back to the start of a spring practice. When Sark said, when he was asked, you know, hey, is the job open? He said, well, you know, there's competition at every position. Mm -hmm. Because there's no point. Why are you going to tell Malik Murphy and Arch Manning day one of spring ball 
regardless of whatever you told them privately, why are you going to tell them in a public forum? Yeah, you guys have no chance to compete. Why are you going to go Blake shaping on him? Yeah, these these next fourteen practices for you guys, it doesn't matter. Quinn's our guy. Whether he's terrible, you guys ball out, doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But you get to the end of spring, and Sark saying, "Yeah, it's it's fair that that Quinn is our starting quarterback." And now you got, oh, Quinn Ewers won the competition. Quinn Ewers won the competition. If you listen to what Sark said on Saturday, that competition's not over. Because he doesn't want Malik Murphy to think he has no chance to go win the job. Right. He doesn't want Arch to think, yes, you're definitely going to redshirt. You've got to keep dangling that carrot in front of those guys and make them feel like, yes, you're still – every rep you take in practice, every rep you take in the weight room, all those reps you're going to get in the, the summer sessions, whether it's with the coaches, the limited time they've got together, or with the team in seven-on-sevens, every rep you take is counting towards the possibility of you winning that job. So he's not going to take that away from those guys, but maybe it's a, it's a reassurance thing for Quinn Ewers. Maybe he, and again, this is, this would have to be between Quinn and Sark and Sark and AJ Milwee analyzing Quinn, which I don't pretend to do. It's not a, a safe practice and I wouldn't advise that anybody does it, but maybe Craig Quinn is one of those guys that needs to know going into the summer. Hey, this is your team. Unless you do something during the summer where you're not putting in the work, you're not continuing to get better, and one of those guys passes you, this is going to be your team. Go out and work during the summer and continue to make it your team. Yep. So that's just kind of where I am on on the quarterbacks. Don't lose sight of where all three of these guys are and the fact that you've got a a best-case scenario unfolding in that quarterback room just involved in the minutia of, oh, who's going to be QB1 and who's really competing for this job and who's not. The labeling of it. Yeah, there just doesn't need because there's too much work to do right now for all of them, all of them, all three yeah, Quinn, of them. The if you came out of that spring game thinking, okay, Quinn Ewers has this made, then then you watched a different game than I did because there's still a lot of stuff yep. he can improve on. Yep. And Malik Murphy, I don't, I I've learned enough, Craig, by this point to know one thing: I don't bank on anything from a quarterback until I see him under center when. Pardon the expression when the bullets are live. Mm-hmm. I don't. Every, everything else to that point doesn't matter. It's what do you do now? Which the fact that Malik Murphy had a really good spring game and made progress in spring is great. But don't just think if you throw him out there that it's just going to click and he's going to be better than Quinn Ewers. We haven't seen it yet. So much at that position that is about piling on brick by brick that 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 repetitive process the cumulative process of playing quarterback that gets you to that point it's like we talked about that slow burn we saw it with Quinn he was really good early on those first couple of starts he had hit that wall in the middle of the season and then in the bowl game we saw some progress and now in the spring we've seen some progress it's a long even for the best quarterbacks we've seen in this program there's a process everybody goes through before you hit that that whatever your ceiling is going to be before you start to really get towards it we saw it with Colt, we saw it yep. with Vince, we saw it with Sam. Happens with everybody. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, it's still still too too much to evaluate. And I thought I thought it was interesting what Sark said to you guys in the press conference, as well as kind of what it, he alluded to it in the post game interview with us about this revealing a little more character about the the totality of the group through these grinding. Workouts that are going to happen over the summer. Yeah, that 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 he said we learn a lot more about our guys, and there's a there's it it's it's a bit more revelatory. So that's when you're. Uh, I think he phrased it to you guys. That's when the mental and physical toughness needs to be there. I think yeah. the way he said it to us was that's when that's when your culture really needs to be there. 
is during those summer workouts because man, those are those are brutal. Yeah, absolutely brutal. <laughs> um, see, the, you get like this text. I wouldn't be surprised if Malik Murphy enters the transfer portal and somebody gets a damn good quarterback. Why would Malik Murphy enter the portal? Coming off of that spring, why would he go into the portal? Yeah, there's no reason for him to. Because you've missed wherever you would transfer to, you've missed spring ball at that place. So what are you going to do? Go there during the summer and start this process all over again? I think some folks probably look at it because they they hear they hear that you know Texas may be active in the portal. Sark said we'll wait and see. Don't know yet. Uh, trying to get somebody to plug in to go and work, whether it's defensive end, an edge guy, or something, some other area. Yeah. And maybe folks are equating that to saying, well, well, he can go in and somebody will pick him up and bring him right in and be a quarterback. A lot more difficult for a quarterback to do that. Yeah. I mean, like like we talked about with Quinn, I mean, it was it was a roll of the dice for Sark. It was a gamble to say, you know what, um, instead of keeping Casey Thompson around for another year, who I think we can all agree did, did at the very least you could say he did a solid job in 2021. And there were times where Casey – really had a handle of the offense and moved it well, and, and they looked really good. But Sark said, no, I'm not satisfied with what we've got right now. I'm going to go into the portal. And he goes into the portal and gets Quinn, and Quinn's competing for the job from day one. But it's not like Quinn was promised the job. He, he had to go compete with Hudson Card for that job. Yeah. So wherever Malik Murphy would go, it's not like, look, if if he's going to go to a place where as a redshirt freshman you're going to promise him the job, that's probably not a place I want to go if I'm a quarterback. Yeah. It means it's a place that's really in want. Yeah. So I would just tap the brakes on the Malik Murphy transfer portal stuff. If he goes in there, I I would say it's a bad move on his part. At the very least, just play, just kind of do what Hudson Card's done and what we've seen other quarterbacks do. Saw Shane Bouchelle do it yep. uh, in, in 2018. Just play the season out, play the semester. And then at the end of the semester, at that point, if you if you want to go into the portal, it's better to go in at that point where you can get somewhere in the spring or when the workouts start. And then you're whoever it is, if you're going somewhere, they probably don't like where they are at quarterback. So you're probably starting on an equal plane with the other guys that are there. So I, that's how that's what I would do it if I that's how I would do it if I was a quarterback. Uh, somebody said Manning throws funny. He has a weird arm motion, kind of a shot put motion. Did you see that? No, I mean I know he had to get rid of the football on some occasions. On some uh, occasions when he was rolling out of the pocket and was just chucking it away, but on regular downfield throws, I didn't detect anything I, like that. No, I didn't didn't see that from no. Arch. And then you know Ricardo from Galveston, the Specs text line by the way three three seven three seven seven six asked basically says the same thing. Why would Malik Murphy hit the portal? Like there's no there's no reason for him to hit the portal. Uh, Sark. Publicly, and I'm sure privately, has given him every indication. No, you're you're still playing for something here. Yeah. And plus, again, I'm going to sound like a broken record. Sark's first two seasons, he's had to go to the backup quarterback by game three in each of those seasons. If I'm Malik Murphy, I'm thinking, I really am one play away from being the guy. Just keep learning this offense, keep, gr- keep grinding, and my opportunity might get here a lot sooner than I would expect it. Somebody asked about uh, Cole Hudson, and of course didn't participate. Yeah, recovering from that shoulder surgery. Yeah, so so couldn't see how he looked like. Uh, MJ from Hearn, uh, you know the, the town that Walmart killed twice. Yeah, asking about Texas going after Bear Alexander. I, I wouldn't expect that to happen. I mean, I, I think Texas could inquire about that, but that all the smoke seems to be 
him heading to USC. Yeah. Um, so anyway, all right. There's there's some. Somebody said Quinn drops that ball. Arch darts that puppy like a Manning dink and dunk forever. Jeff, Say what? A, Jeff, there's been a few more crystal balls for uh, Jarrett Gibson. To Texas, yeah, yeah, number one running back in the country for for uh, for 2024. Had a really good visit, another unofficial visit. So, I mean, that's uh, you know, that's another thing I would encourage people. Like, if you're, and I, I don't see as much of it this year, Cam. I don't know if you've seen it. If you're up in arms about where Sark is in the recruiting class for 2024, if you haven't learned by now, like, it, it's gonna come together at some point. Plus. That's the that's the catch to, or as Sark would say, that's the key to the drill in this whole deal. The more you stack one talented class on top of the other, at some point, it's going to be harder for you to recruit at certain positions uh, and, and get certain guys in here. Like honestly, like pretty much any big time twenty twenty four quarterback you were going to recruit, they pretty much started looking elsewhere the minute Arch Manning committed to Texas, whether it was Dylan Rayola or you know. Whoever, you know, that because they know, like, okay, Quinn Ewers, Malik Murphy, Arch Manning, yeah, it could be a while before I get to play at Texas. Right. But that's that's one of those first-world problems you want to have. That's a good problem to have. So I haven't seen Cam as much hand-wringing about recruiting in the spring as maybe we did the last two springs. It felt like the 2023 class came together in June, right? Just June, like, July? Just like the 22 class exactly. started to come together over the summer. So, uh, yeah, this staff is setting some things up. And you're starting to see guys locking official visits for – you know, or mid to late June. So that's that's when that's when the staff gets a bulk of their work done. So we said, can we consider that Malik might actually be thrilled with his development under Sark? He could have transferred a long time ago if he felt that Sark wasn't a good quarterbacks coach. That it could be it could be the case too. Like you don't know again, that's the part that I think it's a it's a fool's errand to get into it. You don't know what's intrinsically motivating some of these kids. Right. Espe- uh, especially at that position where I think maybe there's some kids that understand that it's a slow burn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the answer to the question was the last time Texas had one quarterback play the whole season. Sam Ellinger in 2019. That's the last time. Said he believes in some of the, And Bebo Lance Jason said as well, he thinks that uh, Malik will get playing time against Rice. And this texter said, oh, he'll, he'll get playing time. It hadn't happened too often. Like, uh, if, if I, I did this, I've done this a few times. So I think like Chris Sims in 2002, yeah. uh, Vince in 04. By, like where you didn't need the backup quarterback to to do anything, like you need a no. chance mock to finish the Missouri game. They did need 04. they did need the um, uh, trying to remember who the backup was in O two to Sims. Uh, chance mock was it mock yeah, in O two? Yeah. yeah, had to come in when they had to pull uh, oh, Chris's yeah. finger back Chris, in the joint. Chris did go back in that game though. At Nebraska, threw for over four hundred yards. Yeah. They won that game. Nathan Vash with a big interception there late. Mm-hmm. That was my off of Jamal Lord. Yeah, that was my Hello Newman call that game when uh, and, and it just it was one of those organic things. And Terrence Newman for Kansas uh, State. Oh no, I was talking about Nebraska for State. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking other the Saturday night the Kansas State game with the Terrence Newman when he was returning the kickoff and got slammed by Philip Geiger, <laughs> and and it just it just kind of popped in my mind. And as he was oh as he had I said. You know, Philip Geiger, I said, Newman thought he had an alley coming up the center of the field, and all of a sudden, I said, I said, uh, uh, Philip Geiger rolled up on him and said, hello, Newman, <laughs> and knocked it That's out. good stuff. He said he almost fell out of the booth. <laughs> it, it but you had Sim, Sims in 02, yep. uh, VY in 05, I guess, if you want to count 04 since he started every game. Right. Uh, Colt would have been in 0, Ooh. 
I count Cole 07 because uh, yeah. he got beat. He got dinged up against Nebraska. Yeah. Um, and you had to have John Childs coming out of the game. Everybody right. remember the Q package? Yeah. What fun that was. Um, Colton 08. Colton 08, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Gilbert, believe it or not, in 2010. Yeah. And then I don't think you had that again until Sam in, yeah. in 18. Yeah. Because there was the whole Tyrone Swoops, Gerard Hurd, David Ash, Case McCoy. Colton 09. Shane Bouchelle. Well, no, you needed Garrett to come in in the national championship game. So you, you I was thinking have. of the season, not January 2010, but you correct. Have you blocked that out, Craig? <laughs> just, just tried to for never think about that ever again. But, uh, <laughs> yes, I was thinking about the season. In, I'm thinking regular season in season. Yeah. 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 It was kind of an important game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, one texter was asking about the uh, the transfer portal. Yeah. Brendan Thompson is in the portal. Yep. Brendan Thompson, Jaden Alexis, Travell Johnson, Derek Brown are the four that Gone to the portal, but as as as, meet, as Sark has his meetings with guys this week, you're you're going to see some other guys hit the portal. It's yeah. just and for the first ask, it, it was not Terrence Nunn; it was Terrence Newman. Terrence Nunn played for Nebraska. Yeah, wide receiver in Nebraska. Yes. Craig's talking about Terrence. I Newman was talking about Newman in the K State game. You know why? So. Probably because O two Texas won in Manhattan and Lincoln that year. Yeah, went to both places on the road. And hey, won. here's here's. Can I have a breaking news sounder? Is there is a breaking news sounder here? This. A friend from Hearn, MJ, says, forgot to mention, there are talks for Walmart to come back to Hearn. No way. So what will we call it now? Walmart to kill three times? <laughs> kill Hearn three if, times? If that Walmart shuts down, yeah. it, I'll, I'll call it twice with an asterisk next to it. We'll, we'll wait and see if we can yeah. get, get the three-peat on yeah. Walmart killing Hearn. CB says he doesn't believe that. Chris came out of the game. He said, I believe they called a timeout, popped his finger Did back they? in place. That, that sounds right. Yeah. I've slept since then. See, I, that's why that's why I hesitated, thinking who would have gone in, and it would have been Chance, but I didn't remember seeing him in the game. But I also know for a fact that, as everybody saw, Chris come out, and they had that sideline shot of them popping it back, Kenny Boyd popping that finger back in the joint. My brother, my, my uh, former itinerant truck driving brother, mm-hmm. the one who's retired in Fort Worth, he... He was holding the parabolic mic for us that oh, night. Really? Yeah. He was out driving a truck, and he parked it at the Sap Brothers truck stop out west of <laughs> Omaha, and I picked him up and, and rolled him in, and he did the parabolic mic for us that day. He was standing nearby when he saw that. He said it almost made him sick to his stomach when he saw him pop yeah. that finger back in the place. Chris was a lot tougher than uh, the people give him credit for. Dude dude played a game with a ruptured spleen I in the NFL. I started to say, Google ruptured spleen. You'll find out more about that.